All right. It's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do this. Looking for a high-quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops Company Approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. Extremescoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops.com Hey boys and girls, we are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Err, chocolate ship shape, and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at S&W Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, contact Chuck at S&W Shooter and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass rum, not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, the fine print's out of the way. It's time to roll with the show. We're back. We're live once again. You are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, Mentally Detecting and Treasure Hunting Radio for all the really cool digging people out there. I see Steve's in the house. (laughs) Oh, and there's Frank and Celeste and Ohio Relic Hunter and Chuck and Mike and... Quite quite a few. Quite a few. Uh, oh, we've got some much-needed rain. Well, then. 
Looks like, hopefully, some of that's coming our way, Chuck. <laughs> We're getting some rain, but uh, it, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, let's see here. Oh, good. Good. Looks like uh, it is heading our way. So, good to see. Because for us, unfortunately, we we get the rain, but as soon as we've had it, you know, out comes the sun blazing hot and boils it all off. I don't know. Today we were out there. I was trying to get some work done in the yard, but felt like they kind of sent me to the seventh ring of hell or something. Oh, it's hot out there. And the sad thing is, we're not even into the hottest part of the year yet. Although, there was, uh, what, the other day, a few days ago, actually, I think we were in the upper 60s, which, hey, for this time of the year, I'll take it. I'm not going to complain. And you see plenty of people on Facebook going, I swear, it wasn't that long ago we were complaining about snow. I'll never complain about being cold again. And Everybody thinks they're dying. We need rain, though. We need rain not only for the crops and the gardens, but so that we can get out and dig. And at least in that respect, I'm one step closer to that. The tree stump that I've been trying to get cleared out and got up out of the ground trying to get it cleared out of there is finally gone. So maybe maybe the next trip over, who knows, maybe I can finally, finally go over the area with a detector and see what's going on. Uh, let's see. Holy cow! Gulf of Mexico and southern Florida water temp 96 degrees. Huh. Well... Might want to be careful there, Frank. They, they, you could get in that, and it may kind of start to slowly cook you like a lobster or something. That sounds like uh, not a great way to go. But I'll bet the water feels great, though. Hottest average water temp ever? Interesting. Uh. <laughs> okay, Frank. Okay. Detecting addicts in the house. Welcome aboard. Obviously, no no link dropped tonight. Um, a funny story about that. I was I was gonna drop the link, but then I got an odd message from Facebook. It was something about a whole something a whole slew of numbers. Like something on the page, and then a notification that the page had been deleted due to copyright. And I'm going, wait a minute. How could the Beyond Sight and Sound page be deleted because of copyright? Hmm. So apparently some sort of scam or something like that because uh, I did find out after the fact that uh, the page was 
accessible. Uh, but I didn't didn't drop the link. Didn't drop the link. But Mike says he doesn't even check for a link. He just came straight here and see, well, you know, that's why sometimes it pays to follow the show. Uh, especially this time of the year. Some days I just don't have the time to drop the link everywhere. I still try to when we've got, you know, a very important topic or, or good guest coming through or something like that. That way people know. But today I was kind of uh, tied up a little bit. So, speaking of other links, first and foremost, in the chat and the description, our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP, Extreme Scoops, Detectives, The Ring Finder, Snoke, The Website, Midwest Refineries Website, Terry Tannen's Website, Mine Lab Manicore Update link. We've got uh, Crazy Spider Adventures. If you're on the YouTube site, he's doing a great job with the Manicore Update video series. Ohio Metal Detecting, Detect Dead Outdoors, All Metal Militia, Quarter Hoarder, Hopper Hoodlum. If you're on the Facebook side of things, we've got Metal Detecting Central Illinois, Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, The Relic Hunter, All Metal Militia, Detect Dead Outdoors, and Detect America. You can catch Frank, Steve, and Ronnie Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Multicasting Facebook, YouTube, Shelly and Dawn on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Simulcasting Facebook, YouTube. And by now, all of you good folks should know when we're here because we see the same names a lot of times, and it's great to see everyone again. Uh... I don't remember, maybe, I may not have mentioned, uh, I know Celeste was in at the beginning of the show, welcome to her, and, let's see, Ian's in, uh, hmm, Oh, checking in for a few on our last night in PA. I see. And shout out to Ian, too. As a matter of fact, uh, the other day, <clears throat> there was a card in the mail with some very kind comments and a sticker that matches Ian's profile is Avatar. I've got to say, though, it seems like there's a... there's a little bit of resemblance with that photo. I think that may be a decent... a, a distant relative of mine. Or it could just, you know... it's... it could be a photo of me on a bad hair day. <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see. Nice crowd, good times. Uh, uh, looks like... I think Chuck's talking about the uh, group hunt at... Uh, Empire Park. Yeah, I, I believe that was the name of the park. Um, it, there were there were a lot of things going on in that episode, and we all gradually started dropping off a little way, you know, ways into the episode. They dropped tones for Chuck. Alan had to go and I don't know, drop off off or something like that, and you know. Me and John finished it up, and good times. If if you're looking for information on Chicago Dig Fest 2, check Sunday's episode. And that will give you all of the information that you need. Definitely. 
or it'll at least get you in the right direction to where you can get all the information you need. We'll put it that way. So there's that. And Mike has been busy over on the Metal Detecting Central Illinois group. Um, yeah, it was. Just cool card, cool sticker, definitely. Definitely. Uh... Let's see here. Oh, great. Nice. Looks like Ronnie's got some with a few extras so that he can add into giveaways over on Detect America. Hmm. I could use that sticker as a giveaway, but we've got one, so I'm I'm keeping it for the uh, for for, uh, keeping it with the other stickers. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. So we can't get out and dig. The ground's too tough. It's too dry. We're gonna tear things up if we get out and dig. But we have been, for those that have been following the post, we've been doing a little coin star hunting again. And... What? Yesterday. My days are running together. Yesterday. <coughs> wound up hitting a... <coughs> hitting a nice little coin star haul. Had a Had a $1 Canadian coin in it. A silver dime and a like a uh, modern day mass produced patriotic token, I guess. So that was interesting. Heard the coins, thought mm, you can just tell by the sound that that's got that that handful of coins has got a silver coin in it, or a Canadian coin, or a token, and ha. Huh, Come find out, it had one of each, and a wheat penny. Actually, a pretty pretty decent condition wheat penny as well. Uh, definitely can't complain about that. And it looks like Ian's heading home tomorrow. Well, safe travels heading home tomorrow. Uh... Hmm. That does not sound good, Mike. That wow. Oh no, hopefully hopefully things get straightened out there. Yeah. I thought it was not not too bad of a coin star grab. You know, a, a lot of people say they and I I don't think it's just, you know, that it's this area. Cuz I I see other people doing it too, but I I know a lot of people say that they check the coin stars and and they never come up with anything or they're all the time checking and hoping and they never come up with any silver. And I'm here to tell you, uh, I've, I've actually gotten multiple silver coins out of coin stars. So when you're able to get those coins like that, you might as well grab them while you can. And especially this time of the year with the weather being the way it is, we can't even get into the ground anyway. Hey, that's the next best thing. At least I can grab silver out of the coin star and not have to worry about fighting with the hard concrete ground. How's it going, Chuck? Pretty good. Pretty good. Sounds like you got a little 
little change out of it, huh? A little yeah. silver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 56 Rosie. Uh, I don't know. The wheat penny was somewhere in the 50s. The date escapes me now. And then, like I said, that loony and uh, the token, which I... I gotta say, it was kind of cooler than, you know, it was cooler finding that than it was the other coins. Yeah. I like yeah. finding tokens. There's, there's a couple coin stars, Clinton, Iowa, and then down to Quad Cities is more. Every once in a while, there's one at the Walmart over there. I'll mm. reach around and see if there's anything. Usually, I get beat up pennies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's usually the zinc pennies, and they just... I mean, you know there's a problem. Coin stars don't even like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the way it goes sometimes. And, and Dave's asking, coin star hunt, do you just hit every bank and business around and check the return area? Basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, you see a coin star, check the change return. You never know. You could find yourself pleasantly surprised. I've... I'd say in the last six months, I've I've found a few silver coins and a couple of tokens. And uh, a strange thing is, the tokens that I seem to be running across in these coin stars, we can't find duplicates of on the internet anywhere. Huh. So I don't know if they were some, you know, maybe maybe not a well-known variety, maybe some sort of error or what, but. Either way, that's that's something, you know, in the wintertime when there's nothing else going on, I can always revisit and try to uh, do a little bit more research into, see if I can track down. Because I can find ones that look similar, but not the same design on both sides. Right. So, I don't know. That, that sounds like a good thing to do during the wintertime. Yes, it does. But there's been plenty of people like that... Like plane roll hunting. I... Yeah. I was to bring home a box of halves every once in a while. We'll sit and go through them. Yeah. And... We score out of them. Yep. And it's easy to uh, to do the, the coin roll hunting with the halves or even the quarters and... You can just peel the paper off, and, and you can already tell, looking at nope. the edge, whether or not nope. there's silver in that roll. So you can you can go through a box pretty fast. Pretty yes. fast. But that's that's always that's an option, too. That's wintertime to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's a good wintertime pastime. You know, research, coin roll hunting... Uh, coin star hunting, we can do pretty much any time. Yep. It only takes a minute to check that return. Of course, usually if we're in some place and I'm doing that, Tam's most often down another aisle or makes sure that she's headed that way. That way, people don't think that we're together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I got some Manticore's inbound again, so that that's good. Yeah, and definitely. And then uh, that little Simplex Ultra WHP is kind of turned out to be a hot little seller, too. Well, there again, just like with the Xterra Pro, yep. you, you can't really beat that price... And the the performance that you get for that, I mean, th these machines, like the, oh, the awesome. Simplex, the Simplex Ultra or the Xterra Pro, mm -hmm. you're getting at an entry level price, and you've got just as much performance in that machine. And they're putting putting their technology in on single single frequency type machines with a little kick extra on that pro that we were 12 years ago, you know, that was the high item or 15. Yeah. And yeah. is the uh, Xterra series. 
Yep. And packaging extra goodies with it. I mean, vibrating handles or lights or all this other stuff that 20 years ago we we wished we had or 30. And, right. Uh, or, and uh, you, you can't beat the pricing. Yeah. Or, you know, for, for the features that they have at that price point, 15, 20 years ago, you'd paid six, seven, eight hundred dollars for that. And had to go into a hobby lobby with the wife the other day. And of course I was sitting outside and I, well this was in a different town. I know most hobby lobbies across America now. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> when Jill's traveling we will find a new one. Uh, with me. So went in there and I walked down and, and they still sell AMT models, you know, and that kind of stuff. And you don't see that in many stores anymore unless you go to specialty shops only for that type of stuff. Walking down the aisle in a Hobby Lobby, there are Fisher metal detectors and Bounty Hunter metal detectors for sale in a Hobby Lobby. Really? Yep. I stopped. I looked. They were... The $99 uh, $159 models, and I'm thinking, hmm, it's gotten more and more mainstream, and things are still selling. Of course, people pick one up, and it's a present for little Johnny or somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, they start them out with that. And so, I was, right, and it's it's a great jumping off point in a sense because there's plenty of the people right. in the chat that they cut their teeth on bounty hunters or. Oh. Or something like that, but now, like you said, say they're ninety nine to one hundred and fifty dollars on the shelf. You put a little bit of money with that, and you're already into a Simplex Ultra or an X Terra Pro. Yep, yep, yep. So I and I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying it. Whoa, look at that. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, to each their own, but. There again, that's, uh, you know, I, I'll use it loosely. That's a big box store, <laughs> and you're not going to get the customer service after the sale that you will from your dealer. Right. And Barb's laughing at my comment on seeing Hobby Lobbies across America. She's... Let's see, one in Virginia, Tennessee, and another North Carolina. I'll bet I've been in Hobby Lobbies in 20 states. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> been traveling east and out to Virginia, and we've been in Pennsylvania, Indiana, uh, West Virginia, Missouri, Iowa, of course, Illinois, Wisconsin. On down to Arizona. Minnesota. Minnesota. She's been in them. I'm like, she's over there at the Hobby Lobby. All right, fine. I'll turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Tam's just absolutely thrilled because we've recently found out that there's one going in in a town very close to us. So she's like, oh, I know where I'm spending all my time at. Yep. Because that's the closest one in our area, and she can't wait. And, you know, they do have some good crafting supplies and that kind of stuff. But, doggone, I'll tell you, I've been in a lot of them, and they're pretty much all the same, just repositioned. Right. Well, and for the detectorist, maybe, who who doesn't doesn't want to entertain other options or whatever, they do... Or at least used to. I don't know. I haven't been online or been in one in person in a while. But they used to, anyway, carry Riker mounts and, uh, you know, the Riker boxes and shadow boxes that you could easily turn into a display case. Yep, and they got coin collecting supplies and flips and other types of things and the, the display cases. Yes, they do carry supplies like that. I will give them a plug. So does Michaels. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. And at least unless things have changed, it seems like 
oh, what is, about every other week you'd go into Hobby Lobby and, and you'd see prices like 20, yep. 30, 40, 50% off. So, oh, yeah, they do that in store. You used to have coupons. God, Jill cut coupons and wait yep. until, and bang, she'd go get stuff for her cricket, which is. Oh, yeah. Big, and all this stuff. Big crafting and, machine. Oh, yeah. So I'd get the coupon, and if I was going over to Clinton to do something or pick something up, she'd run over there. Here's the item I want. There's the coupon. But they quit the couponing. They just have sales in store. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, I've heard all the ins and outs of that place because Jill's friends and her can. It's like going to your favorite grocery store and you're knowing where everything pretty much is at. Yep. Well, she knows the Hobby Lobby. And if if people are looking for display cases and stuff, drop in there one week and see if if they're regular yeah. price. Give it some time. If you want a deal, drop back in in a week or two. And Tim's saying he gets his cases there and. Uh, Oh, Barb says she wants a cricket. Hmm. Yeah, I've, anyway, I've gotten a that, few cases there myself. Jill's got the manual style, I think, cricket. And then they've got the electronic. They're dropping the manual style. And they go all electronic. Yeah, to where it's all digital online. They don't take the cartridges. And... Yep, yep. So. Yep. Tam, Tam's got a number of those herself, too. She's She's got them for cards she's got them for cakes all sorts yes. of stuff all sorts so, of stuff yep they, they they stepped up into metal detecting and i thought well that's all they had was a couple of detectors they didn't have any accessories they don't have customers right. or like frank was talking about their little go a little bit and that kind of stuff before the sale it's just an item on a shelf it's then and the sporting goods, it's an yep. item on the shelf. Another shelter. option for the customer. Yep. I stopped at a Shields in Iowa City and uh, was walking through. Shields does have some good antique firearms. They, they they do. And so I go up to take a look to see what they currently have, and I swung around the side, and there they are. There's Mine Labs. they got Manicores sitting there. A guy comes over. And of course, I'm wearing a Mine Lab shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He said, we've got that brand. I said, yeah, it's right in front of you. You ever run one? Nope. Know anything about them? Nope. <laughs> okay. Does anybody here know how to run them? Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's a box on a shelf. Right. It, it's just another product to add to the profit margin for them. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's just like they're, uh, in today's technology, you're... Your fish locators, your depth finders uh, have progressed to live TV almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and that's just another one pricey, of those things those, about the uh, so, advancements in technology that are available to us. That's right. But, boy, you can... Unbelievable what you can see with that now. Eight, oh, yeah. You can uh, see eighth-ounce jig... Down below your boat, even out, working it back, and you can see the fish that may be attracted to it. You can't make them bite, but you can see what's following it. It's amazing. Right. See what's thinking about it anyway. Right. And then you can kind of, you know, deter make that determination from there. Do I go to a different color or what? So... Yeah, it's amazing technology we got today, and we're behind what we generally see in some of this stuff. The government's already already been using for other reasons, and then moved on to better. Right, they've they, moved on to better. They don't need that stuff anymore. And that's the same way with a lot of things. Yeah, according where in the space program. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> You are correct. I, I'm Has just... anybody gotten out? I haven't seen anybody telling us they found something neat. Tim's Tim had it now. Tim was going to go out the other night till dark. Oh, uh, he's not saying he found much so yet. Well, yeah, give it time. Give it time. Tomorrow but morning, it's... I'm going out. I finally, I've got a spot. I've been waiting 
quite a while to get on because of the dryness, and I think with this rain, it's probably going to be pretty decent given that the day is soaked and go over and hunt it tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say, did I see that in the chat right? Two and a quarter inches? Yep, we got two and a quarter this morning. Nice. quarter yesterday. So, yeah. And it didn't storm. It came down steady. It came down hard for a while, but it came down steady after that, and it was actually soaking in. And that's what we need. And the way it looked, I believe Ohio Relic Hunter said he had been watching it, and it looks like it's supposed to hit him around 5 a.m., so maybe it'll hit us around the same time, too. Yep. Well, Tim says he got a junk ring that night and got a war nickel. Hey, Went a silver. Spot. Yep, we'll take the war nickels all day long. But, uh, yeah, Absolutely. I'm going to go out for a little while in the morning tomorrow. Got some errands to run after that, but I am getting out. I haven't had detecting therapy for a while. Right, yeah, it's nice. been too dry, too. Like I said, we start to get moisture, but then the sun takes it away, and we and we just we have I, not I been able to find that day. medium common ground yet with Mother Nature. At the club meeting, year. usually that table is full of fines and competition. I'll bet it was pretty sparse this time. It was thin. A lot of people haven't been going out simply because they don't want to tear stuff up, and it's been a little hot, but... You could have, you might have won an old ascent, but a guy, one guy did get out, and he got an 1848 large. Nice. But, uh, everything else, I could have probably put a 1965 dime in there and been in the running. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it, but that just goes to show you, you know, everybody's having this problem. It's it's across the country. Uh, Dave Cruikshank is saying. We got seven inches on Sunday? Oh, my God. Okay, well, everybody across the country is having this problem except for Dave's neck of the woods. Uh, Seven inches, that's a little too much. Barb wants to get out and go magnet fishing. Well, this would be a good time to do it. We got to get out and get doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Get a little bit of rain again Friday. They're talking chances of some storms, some pop-up summertime stuff, but this was right. the first big front we've had go through in a long time with a lot of rain on it. Yeah, Usually yeah. You get yeah. a bunch of them in July, June, July. Right, everything. I mean, we're into the, normally this time of the year is kind of a dry time of the year for us anyway. And Sweet corn's on, I'm picking peppers, so yep. it's summertime. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been getting cabbage. We've we've been we took some cucumber yesterday, and there you go. the uh, the tomatoes are fixing to blow up. There there's tomatoes on vines, and then there's other tomato plants that they have just got blossoms all over. So and they're fixing to go hit an old swimming hole with a buddy. He says. We'll have to get a report on that, Tim. Are you that gonna... sounds like a good spot. Yeah, that sounds like a neat spot up in Wisconsin, old swimming hole. You going to do the snorkel thing? Be interesting to see. Let us know. Get back, you know. Get on and tell us if you do good. With... Some of the swimming holes with sand left and that kind of stuff are pretty good. You get into that soft muck on some of those lake bottoms, and it's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, unfortunately, when when the weather cycles are the way it is, you know, right. the, the water levels do start to drop, and sometimes rather rapidly. And right. I want to say it was the other week, we had some some people out on the lake, they were out at one of the boaters' beaches, and... Apparently, they weren't from the area because if you live in the area, you learn to respect the body of water that you live around. Mm-hmm. And they were up on one of them boaters' beaches and decided that they were just going to dive in, not familiar with the water. Oh, boy. Broke their neck. Oh, Lord, not good. No. Not good. Oh, Bob Holy Cross is in the house. Hey, Bob. Anyway. Hey. Yeah. So, 
I, I didn't get to finish reading the article, but uh, somebody found something. There was an article going around the internet the other day of a a gentleman in Kentucky apparently found, I don't know, 700 Civil War era coins in his cornfield. Yes, I saw that. And mostly all gold. That is a heck of a find. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a bunch of archaeologists are chirping in that he shouldn't have... You know, he's got a coin cache that's he's found on his own property, and the right. archaeologists are chirping that, oh, that could have had some historical significance, and we should have been contacted on this. No. No. <laughs> no, sorry. It's in my cornfield. That's that's yep. my find. It's going in my pocket. It's got, got monetary it significance. Are for sale. I saw that, too. Yeah. And, uh, and let's see. ORH has got a permission from a guy today. He found 12 large cents and some silver by eyeball in a driveway in a washout spot yesterday. That's in a cool. washout? Wow. Yep, in a washout in a driveway. Holy cow. If if that's yeah. just in the washout, think of what else could be found. Yep. So. Yep. Tim be... says he's going to be waiting and not on snorkel. He's yeah, I was going to say. There over the past couple summers, it's in a river. Super and shallow. With, uh, with the heat, you know, the water levels are going down. Right. He may not need to snorkel. He can just walk it and do the shallow water. Yeah, Tim, you're right. That's happened before. He's waiting for the government to come in on that one find out in the fields and claiming it to be their money. Yeah, unfortunately, we have seen that happen before. Uh, let's hope not, but you know if the government thinks that there's a way that they can get their hands on it, they're going to. Right. Well, good luck on that, ORH. I hope that's just somewhere washed down out of a nice big... Yeah, or, yeah. I hope that's just a taste of what could be found on the property. You'll have to keep me posted on that. I would be very interested in hearing what else turns up. Those coins that we were talking about found in this field, there's a sale site on the DA page for those coins. And he'll try to... Posted over to Beyond Sight and Sound. That was from Frank Mappagallo. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, drop it in the uh, Beyond Sight and Sound group, Frank. It, it'd be interesting to see. It would be. I mean, because, yep. you yes, know, when, when, a, when a find like that comes up, you know, automatically it just, it gets people's hearts pumping. They they see that and, and it, uh, you know, it invigorates them to get out and try to find something Dude. themselves. Well, people are still amazed at the growth of the hobby is still going. Right. That's right. strong. Well, okay, there's several factors. They're seeing what people are finding a lot. Right, because of social silver media and, gold prices and YouTube and are prices up of and gold YouTube and, silver. and TV shows and Frank Lopergallo, they're all causing the problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I mean, when when you see a find like that, I mean, even if I wasn't into the hobby, that's enough right there to draw me in. Sure. I mean, you and can't you can't dealer, help but not get excited people. and wonder. I love to see him succeed. I try to teach him the right way, fill the holes in, get permission, do it right. Right and um, help them succeed, and and that's what we're supposed to be doing. No, we aren't just selling off a shelf. We talk to them about a lot of things about detecting right. and setting, hunting and that techniques. Kind of stuff. Don't yep. get just off a shelf at a Hobby Lobby or a Shields or a Bass Pro or a Cabela's. Yeah, you definitely will not get that. But. Um, no, I got to get out to. And it's 
It's amazing, too, when you stop and think of all of the different caches and hordes and even just isolated single coin finds or jewelry finds like the the big gold chain that John found recently. Yep. You you see all that stuff getting found and some people think, oh, well, they're, everybody's finding it all. There's nothing out there to be found. And then you find this guy that turns up these coins in his cornfield. Right. It just goes to and show you it's still eight, out there. Right on the article, there are eight of some of the rarest gold pieces available. Man, I'm trying to remember. Frank might be able to put it on there, but you can go into governmentmint.com catalog search, and Frank's got that up there, and see those mm-hmm. coins. Yep. Yes, you can. And I mean, that's oh, Bordner's in. Oh, Phil. Oh, he must have he must have fell asleep and forgot about us. Yeah, either that or he was waiting for me to drop the link and never did and figured, well, maybe I better go check. See, that's why it pays to follow the show, Phil. And and Mike Lockwell has the answer. There's a kid inside of each of us who still get excited over the ideas of treasure and adventure. Yeah. And I've always said this for a long, long time. There's a little bit of pirate in all of us. Absolutely. And, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you could kind of say I've I've always kind of been fascinated with finding lost items. I mean, even when I was a kid, God, yep. I I'll bet you I couldn't I couldn't have been Thanks, I may Frank. I may have even been younger than eight or ten years old, just yep. playing in the dirt and happened to dig up an old craftsman ratchet. And I I knew because you know uh, there there were a number of mechanics in my family, and so I knew the brand and everything, and knew that that had a lifetime warranty, and took that in because back then maybe it dates me a little bit, but back then you could go into the to the local Sears store, and you could throw that ratchet up on the counter, and if they didn't have it in stock, they would order you a new ratchet. Even if it was all rusted up. Yep. And I knew that even back then. And I took it in and and they were going to call me when it came in and everything. And I was just all sorts of tickled. Knew that I had taken this piece of junk out of the ground and was getting this nice shiny new item for it. And I don't know, about a week <laughs> later, I think it was, the phone rings and... My parents answered the phone, and they're like, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh." Well, I'll I'll be sure and let him know that. And hung up the phone and found me and said, "You know that was a call from Sears." Oh, it was. Yeah, you know, on the other side of that very busy intersection that you're not supposed to be crossing. There you go. You you know you're in trouble, Mister. <laughs> And I was in so much trouble for that. But even today, I still have and use that ratchet. There you go. There you go. That's the way to do it. But Dave Cruxshank's just happy to find his lost keys or glasses. I got a kick out of that, Dave. And... Frank had to run. The dog ate Brussels sprouts. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, Not good. But the, the, yeah, you always remember some things that you first found, and it, it, it sparks an interest. And I was always interested in in the old West and buried treasure. And I read the Beale yep. code articles, and uh, of course. You could not sometimes think about Oak Island and the buried treasure that they searched for for centuries right. and still are, and uh, things move on slowly, and <laughs> you'd hope it'd move a little quicker. But anyway, that <laughs> makes money on TV. Um, I didn't say that, did I? Anyway. Um, I heard nothing. Okay. The, uh, the whole thing about finding treasure, and, and that's why I love, 
taking kids out. Mm. A rusty nail. They don't care. They've got a story for that nail. Yeah. They it's, they know where that came from and how old it is and that's a piece of treasure and they pop up a couple pennies or they find a car or I've had a few of them find some pretty nice silver. Oh yeah, and yeah. Excited and they don't have expectations. Any expectations, right. They're happy mm. about whatever they can find and and it it really is especially for them. The thrill right. of the discovery. That that's it. And the thrill of that find, the thrill of the hunt. I yeah, found something. And then on, they gotta get to the next one. What do I find here when I get a signal? And we we still do that too to an extent, but once you once you've been once you've had a number of years under your belt in the hobby in whatever way, shape or form some of us start to get a little jaded sometimes where it's it's your hard to get expectations haven't been met with the equipment or your efforts right or the right. site should have this or somebody's already hit it yada 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 you hear it all yep i'm just happy if i get out right now yeah exactly that's why a lot of people should go out with the frame of mind of aspirations not expectations that's right you... There's a couple I've searched for for years. I still have expectations. It's just narrowing it down more and more and more and mm. going out after it. Yeah. And, Whether I and... ever find them or not, if I do, no one will know but me. <laughs> and, you know, there's plenty of times you may go out looking for that and you come back empty-handed. But oh, now you know where it's not. That's, that's exactly it. It's just like uh, Edison and the light bulb. He tried 20,000 times before he finally got a successful. What he did was prove that success is at the end, and he had a saying for something to do with that, but he proved that it was there, and there are 20,000 ways not to make a light bulb. 20,000 ways not to make it, but... It only takes one to do it right. That's right. And that's that's kind of the same principle. I mean, you could go out and come back empty-handed many times, and now you know where it's not. But it only takes that one stuff, time. You will wonder what it is, and you will wonder why. And there's things that I have found that I still wonder Scratch how your head about it was at, because it shouldn't even be there. Right, it doesn't fit to the property or the timeline of history for that area or, or what have you, and and it just leaves us kind of scratching our head and going, well, I don't know. You know, ponder it for a while. Maybe we figure out the the story behind it. Maybe mm -hmm. we don't. Uh, you You just never know, and then there's always that one day that maybe you go out and you find what you've been looking for, you know, like... Uh, great example, look at Mel Fisher. Every day, today's the day. Every day, today's the day. So we got to keep the hobby going and keep it fun and take the kids' attitude. I'm just going out to have the good time and see what we can dig up. Right. Kind of like we've said before, what happened to, whatever happened to, let's just get out and have fun. At that point, the pressure's off. You know, That's right. You, you don't, you're not going, oh, I've got to produce, I've got to produce. No, you don't have to. You just have to relax and have fun. If it's there, hey, maybe you'll find it. You just got to get your coil over it. That's right. So, well, and get well, some moisture in the ground. I don't know what we got coming up next. If you got anybody coming on, I can get some people maybe to come on. We'll have to figure that out. I'll talk to you this well, week. Well, you know, we're going to have to get Tim on here one of these nights to... He's got to uh, give us a detailed story of his waiting event coming up. Yeah. Well, and and his England... Bob Holy Cross is going to get out tonight. Good luck, Robert. Ooh, nice. Well, hopefully he finds something. Yep. He'll, he'll, he'll report it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he will, and hopefully it's a nice one. Definitely.
Asparagus is excellent. Kale, cook it, feed it to the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so I take it there there ain't gonna be no kale on the table when Chuck does ribs. So you got that. And my <laughs> wife doesn't like it either. Oh, even better. You don't have to worry then. <laughs> don't so, have to worry at get all. Get out of here. I'll let you get, let you wrap it up. Uh, we're, we're, we're waiting to hear from Tim on this dig. And it says, just say when, Josh. Well, when may be this week. Yeah, you just, you shoot me a message and you let me know, Tim, and, and we'll get, we'll get something hammered out there. Plus, we've got, uh, him on, and, uh, I got a couple others I think I'll call. I think one night we ought to, uh, maybe ask the gold digger himself to come on and talk a little bit. You know, it has been a while since we've had Ronnie. It's been a while. It's Ronnie's turn. It we hear from Steve, which we love to hear from, and and uh, and Frank. Frank, you bet. Get uh, a few others on here. Usually, though, when when he's on Beyond Sight and Sound, he talks more than he does in a year's worth of Detect America episodes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got to give him some freedom, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And and sometime here in the near future, I mean, they they were taking a a nice little vacation, but we we should have another YouTuber coming up in the near future that we've had on the show before. And uh we we've still got a piece of silver to give away sometime here soon. Oh yeah. Probably between here and Digfest uh that IMDA had donated a while back so we we've still got that floating around in the in the pipeline somewhere so you just never know but yeah uh tim can shoot me a message or or i can shoot him a message or whatever and we we can definitely get him scheduled get him on the show he's always got some good stories yes he does and then uh tim brings up augie from up in alaska be great to have on that have to be a wintertime deal because right. trying to stay right. connected with them in Nome this time of year, their entire phone and net system and everything was down. The only place in the city that had phones or anything was the airport because they're on Starcom. But, and, uh, but Tim does make a good point. It it would be interesting to get Augie on here maybe sometime over Augie the winter, no just to if not for anything else, just to hear from him his reaction when that big horse choker of a nugget hit the table when oh, you dropped it on the table. Loud. <laughs> that that was, that was awesome. That was priceless. Yeah, we're talking our asparagus sides there, you know. And uh, Phil likes asparagus with bacon. I like grilled asparagus with steak. Hmm. That's how I relax. Steak, grilled asparagus, and a shot of whiskey. Ah. Well, see, and and here I figured you'd be the guy that if you had been able to find them, you'd have had morels with that steak. Ah, that is true. But what I find (laughs) generally does not last long enough to cover the whole steak season. They get eight. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I have um, done that where we froze several bags of them, but always thinking we'd add it to spaghettis and that kind of stuff during the winter. Now nah, I generally throw them on the grill. Right. Well, and I'll tell you what, pe- people that like mushrooms, I mean, we ran into a restaurant, oh, that would have been earlier this year, that they had... It was it was deep fried mushrooms and and we're like well that's kind of pricey for an order of mushrooms how many are there and they're like oh I think there's six <laughs> really what are they and we went ahead and ordered an order of them they brought them out they were deep fried portobello mushrooms these things were the size of racket balls <laughs> and. Oh my God, they were delicious. Tam had, she enjoyed those so much that she wound up, she found some baby portobellos somewhere and made some 
here at home too and they tasted go. just like that restaurant did man deep fried portobello I, I mushrooms. Like mushrooms added to a lot of different things oh yeah and, yeah uh, spaghetti uh, steak and, uh, uh mushroom swiss burgers of course the morels you can't beat them and there's mm. mm-hmm. yep all this uh all this talk of the food that I got to I got to finish getting the grill put back together. I had to buy a regulator and I got to I got to get that put back together so that I can get out and do some grilling. That this uh this is definitely the time of year for cooking outdoors. Yep, and Mike Mike Lockamut mushroom omelets. We could do the whole Forrest Gump thing with uh, Bubba shrimp versus <laughs> right? mushroom. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Except it's it's not shrimp; it's mushrooms. You can have it all That's... sorts of ways. Okay, my friend. Everybody have bacon. a great week. Get out and find something. We're getting some rain. Some areas are opening up. Let's see your finds, Tim. Good good luck on your waiting. Frank, get on the beach. Steve, get on the beach. Let's all go yep. find something. It's and time. message and message me your schedule, Tim, and we'll we'll see about getting you on the show. There you go, buddy. All right. Well, you have a wonderful evening, Chuck. Yep, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I need some detecting therapy. Night all. We'll see you. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Oh, that sounds delicious, Frank. Man, that does. That, 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 ooh. Hmm. Well, hey, you know, that's that's the way it goes. Got to, got to, definitely. Um, but it has been a long day here for me. I got an early start on the day. I was, uh, I had to go back and kind of backtrack, you know, finish chopping up that tree stump with the chainsaw and get that loaded into a truck, gave that away to a friend and and they're happy to have the extra firewood, and I'm happy to have the tree stump out of there. Now with the rain coming in, who knows? Maybe I can finally get the coil over that area of ground where that stump was and see if what I'm looking for is there. And you all, hopefully, can do the same, and hopefully you find what you're looking for. And Bill's trying to kill me in the chat here, making kebabs with portobellos and... Oh my god. They're yeah. Hmm. Tasty, tasty stuff. I'm I'm apparently I'm I'm getting hungry. It all sounds delicious. It does. But it has been a long day. Uh I've still got a lot of things to do before I can call it a night, so I probably ought to get cracking at it. And hopefully those storms, rains do come through. We had a little bit of rain this morning here. It was enough to satisfy the starvation of the garden for a little bit. But if those rains hit us about 5 o'clock in the morning like Bill's saying they're going to hit him, we'll be doing good. And if we can get anywhere near the amount of rainfall come in like Chuck had and have a good soaking rain, we may be back in the game. And at that point, it'll be on like Donkey Kong. We'll see what happens, and hopefully Ohio Relic Hunter gets out and hits his permission. I would love to know what turns up there. Until the next one, we're going to roll. I see Shannon's in as well. Uh, Thanks to everyone for dropping in. Stay cool, stay safe, get out and find it if you can. Post up, let us hear about it. And, uh, Tim, I guess I'll be hearing from you soon. Have a wonderful evening, folks. We're out of here. (laughs) 